Hello and welcome to another edition of the Moving Iron Podcast. This podcast is proudly provided by Axon, helping dealers move more iron for almost 100 years. Find out more at axontire.com. Axon was started almost 100 years ago out of a passion for keeping agriculture moving. It's that same passion that drives them today. With a vision for a better experience for both farmer and dealer, they set out to create a better way to move more iron. When you partner with Axon, you get immediate access to a full range of products and solutions designed to meet the complex needs of today's grower. Axon carries all major brands and sizes of tires, wheels, and tracks. From custom colors and sizes to fully customized wheels, you can have the solution for virtually any problem today's farmer is trying to solve. To find more or become an Axon dealer, please visit axontire.com. Moving iron in the 21st century. Hardworking people working hard for you and me. Moving iron time and time again. Through the years you'll find us here. Moving iron. Hello and welcome to Moving Iron Podcast number 227. This edition of the Moving Iron Podcast is brought to you by Axon Tire, helping dealers move more iron for the past 100 years. For more information, go to axontire.com. Uh, Tractor Zoom Delivered Insights. Use their product, Iron Comps. If you like what you see, use Moving Iron to check out and you get yourself a super sweet discount. My favorite thing to say. Super sweet. Super sweet. And then if you also want to get a nice CRM package that helps salespeople sell more stuff, check out Arrow. Arrow.com and you'll get all the great information there that you need. A little, little background noise today because I've got some good friends here at the Moving Iron Summit that we are going to uh, going to record a podcast about. I don't know whatever comes up. So kind of that's kind of <clears throat> that's kind of the normal the normal part of that. Is we don't really know what we're ever going to talk about. No, no, there's never never a uh, outline. No. If there is an outline, we make it. Halfway through the first one, and that's yeah, it. So, yeah. so you mean it's not like when Megan sent you a list of no. all the questions that she was going to ask you? No, nothing like that. <laughs> nothing like that at all. My wife so. <laughs> all right. So tell who's here. We got we got Aaron Fennel, Brent Bowen, uh, Matt Hassel. We got Eddie Cleely Claxton. <laughs> and we got Bryant Robertson and Adam Verner. Adam Verner has his own podcast called Agish, and uh, if you get a chance to check that out, make sure you do that. But we had a uh, two days spread over three, and so we had three nights involved in that. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so in Nashville, in Nashville. So, what, what could Broadway. possibly have gone wrong, right? You know, we went to church every night and had had a good time, had good fellowship yes. the whole time. Yes, yeah. interaction with brethren, interaction for brethren. sure, no doubt about it. So, now it was a good time as always. You now I look forward to this every year, getting together with you guys and. and talking about what's going on what we see happening so let's uh we have a pretty good cross section here so we got the high plains we got corn belt we got south deep south really really deep south and then we got adam (laughs) (laughs) that's in the deeper south (laughs) so let's just talk about what's going on so we're out in the middle of corn harvest all that stuff's going on what what do you what do you and anybody just start talking but any what are you guys seeing out there right now uh, southwest Georgia, we're trying to finish up corn and already digging peanuts yeah. and working on that a couple weeks. Uh, cotton be defoliated in a week or two and phenomenal harvest on corn. Peanuts look great. All, all the way across great. the board. Yes. Yeah. All, all of them look good in the south. So we're 
very thankful and just hope the hurricanes stay out of the way so we can get going and, and finish up game. early this season. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Rent, what do you see in your neck to us? Central Illinois, Western Indiana. We've had isolated weather events that are going to have problems for some people. Our yield is not what it should be, but it'll be good. Mm-hmm. It's going to be very sporadic on yield. Pretty spotty. Very, very spotty. Yeah. So the rains, I've been watching the weather, so the rains have been very, <coughs> even for us out in the panhandle, man, it's been, I'm not kidding you, it'll rain on one guy's circle, and they'll be, the neighboring circles are as dry as a bone. And yep. it'll, you know, it's like that. Has it been we're, is we're, it pretty similar? We're seeing a very similar thing. And uh, wind is what's really probably got our harvest more dicey than normal. Yeah. We've got a lot of twisted up corn, and guys don't know about it yet, but yeah. it's out there. It's out there, yeah. yeah. So you guys down south have been wet, right? You guys have had real wet. This real wet. took some focus on the peanuts and corn, uh, peanuts and cotton. We've got some sections that are not going to do and perform as well. They yeah. peanuts washed out, cotton just too much water on it, but yeah. Not enough heat units. Yeah, yeah, not enough heat, but for the most part, we were hoping for a tremendous cotton. Uh, peanuts so far look good, but yeah. really won't know till we get deeper into it. Yeah, yeah, and right now, we've probably got one of the biggest corn crops we've had in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, I was talking to one of our guys in southeastern Virginia. He's averaging around 318, 320 wow. on some corn, yeah. which is extremely well, extremely good for that area. Cotton, there's a lot of cotton down further to the east. It's probably 40% open. They're getting ready to start defoliating. We've got some soybeans the guys will be picking in two weeks. Yeah. Peanuts are on the ground. Um, crop looks really good. There's a few guys that are having some disappointments yeah. because we had a very, very wet um, spring. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a lot of drowned out. There's some cotton that's starting to turn red. It's, it's flushing out. But other than that, I mean, I think it's going to be a good crop. Yeah. What are you seeing, dude? Uh, <clears throat> finishing chopping silage, starting, well, yeah, about half done with beans, which then everybody usually follows in the beans with wheat. Um, guys getting, oh, early beets. Yeah. Early sugar beets are rolling. Um, and then once everybody gets caught up with that, we'll be on corn in a month or so. Yep. We are, we are late corn country. Yeah, we are late corn country for sure. And we have, uh. I'm interested to see what our yield looks like. I mean, some of the corn, I think, in the field that looks good, that's irrigated corn that looks good, I'm going to be interested. I really want to see what it yields come out to be because I, right. think, I think it looks better from the road than what yeah. it is. I think, I, I, think there's, I think there's a ton, a ton of that, yeah. especially out in our part of the world, yeah. man. We've got yeah. the exact same thing. It looks fantastic from the road, but when you get into it, it's not there. Yeah. Disease we- come in, that late summer rain yeah. wrecked yeah. us. Well, we've got something that looks really bad from the road, but it's really good the further down the field. It's just a varying soil soil textures. Yeah, yeah. So now we can't we can't possibly do one of these podcasts and not at least talk about. That's the most form talk we've ever done. <laughs> you know that? Well, that's because it's not just you and me. That's true. But Mount, but Hazel has. <laughs> it's not just Scotts Bluff County and Box Butte <laughs> County. We actually have other states. <laughs> I didn't even get into the other crops we've got. No, we, we, we didn't even go there. We still got pecans. Yep. We finished yep. up with watermelon. Still got some vegetables running. Yep. Uh, watermelons were not what expected. The market dropped the bottom out. So it was yeah. good early. Yeah, get good. Back in June. Very, very early. And good then really sweet good. corn. Uh, sweet corn's kind of holding its own. 
Yeah, good bit of that still going on. So yeah, I think the rain in our area has really affected our sweet potato crop. Yeah, a lot of potatoes are, don't like a lot of rain. We've had it, and I think it's making them rot. Our sweet our sweet potatoes are going to be far behind. <coughs> our tobacco, I must say, probably fifty percent of that got dissed up. I mean, really? it just it drowned right out. It wicked up and flat right down. Really, that makes me sad. You guys have more than two crops. <laughs> Oh yeah, we have probably seventy. Tell, tell me about this. More than two crops. <laughs> More than two crops. I mean, says the Illinois man. Yeah, <laughs> we are like one of the most diverse states in the union. That'd that'd be nice. Yeah. I mean, well, you we, have some wheat here and there over there. Amen, brother. I was on the wheat run this summer. See, there you go. That's three. Sign me up. <laughs> cover crop. <laughs> wheat one time yeah, in my life. Yeah, cover cover crop. crop for us. <laughs> yeah, this year. This year for us, it was. About in February, they were like, well, we better start uh, throwing some nitrogen into this cover crop because uh, we're just going to cut some seven-bush, $7 wheat. Yeah. <laughs> and that, that's, that's, so they make yeah. that call come yep. springtime. Do, are we going to just kill it off or are we going to throw some – yeah. Throw yep. some fertilizer to it and cut it this year. So yeah. I mean, you're thinking – I mean, we have, potato, we have Irish potatoes, sweet potatoes. We have sweet onions. We have corn, soybeans, cotton. We have wheat, triticalia. Um, it, the list goes on and on. Tobacco, um, watermelons, cantaloupes, pumpkins. I mean, it's, it's all up there. Corn. Beans. Corn. <laughs> yeah, more corn and beans. Yeah. Yeah. So let's, uh, let's hit a little equipment talk here. So if you were to say um, that the equipment situation has gotten any better since the last time you and I did this, which was last week, uh, it's No. It hasn't. Okay. No. So if anybody, it's, it's, if anybody was wondering, it hasn't hasn't changed any. But odds are it's gotten worse. So here's something I'm thinking about. So we've got. I don't care what manufacturer you are. Everyone's kind of in the same boat. There's going to be all of this equipment that shows up all the time, all at once. Bam! Right. You're going to get this huge mash of equipment show up this fall, going in into the end of the fourth quarter. You know, and then it's, I think there's going to be this lull, and then like second quarter, begin second quarter, mid second quarter is going to be another big big dump of equipment that come in. What are you guys doing with customers and, and their trades? Because, like, for example, like uh, we have situations where we might have new and sold Adam over here, and I take his trade, and I've got it sold to somebody else, and I've got his trade in. You know, i got Eddie's trade in, sold Aaron. Yeah. You know I mean? We're four so deep. If, if Adam would just get his act together, I could, I could make all this stuff happen, you know, at the same time, but... What do you guys? How are you guys handle for that? us? Yeah. Uh, the bulk of our inventory will be coming in new orders. Yeah. Uh, between now and December, we'll have in less than five months a year supply. Yeah. And we're probably batting average around eighty percent of all that being dispersed out. Yeah. Into the third, possibly eh, some of the fourth, but the wholesale market is so strong they will take whatever you give them. So there's an yeah. opportunity for us to place every tractor we have now peanut equipment cotton equipment is a whole different ball game so when you talk about those it's going to be some carryovers yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, supplier issues have hindered everyone and we're already into talks of uh reordering muds for 
22 and we haven't even delivered them in 21 so just so we can get the tractors yeah. we're in the same we're in the same boat we've got some some of our guys have multiple muds going on at the same time yeah i mean we're started one now we're starting another one midway of that initial oh mud. yeah before you even finish with yeah. the first one. but i think also getting back to what you're talking about with the wholesalers i think the a b and c market so far as your equipment grades this is the only year, the last the last two years, and I think going into the next two years, this is the only year where we've had the biggest advantage of selling all four grades. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, sure. that, that whole demand curve has increased across the board. I mean, the wholesalers are more willing to take a D-series, a D-tractor, and they can fix it up because they know they can still make money out of it. Well, we're selling anything from a one-year-old to ever how old, and we don't even want We had a wholesaler come on the yard the other day on a one-year-old 5000 series with a loader and we had no intentions of wholesaling the salesman told him the number which was stupid retail and the wholesaler said okay i'll buy it (laughs) (laughs) and i called the guy and i'm like you know you're gonna probably not make a whole lot he says well i've got to have something for myself yeah so they're they're willing to to take that risk now and you know, I think we're going to see that beyond a 12-month period until this thing subsides. But uh, 12 months ago, that would have never happened. Right. Now, no. now, are you also seeing that across all the colors? I mean, we're seeing that. No, it doesn't matter the color of the trade. It doesn't matter the color to trade, make, or model. Getting, they, there's so much uh, need. We're, we're getting it, it's crazy. We're getting wholesalers putting numbers on old Alice Chandler 7060s. I mean, it's just, right on. I mean, just, <laughs> just to have yeah. <laughs> Casey, to your point though about you know, like Aaron said, like we're four trades deep on this. I've been traveling all summer trying to get those trade ins out of the farm, and in June it became crystal clear that our manufacturer is not going to get us the product, and no one is giving up the trade-ins so we're four trades deep that are all sold (laughs) yeah they're all sold there they sit i don't know about you guys but this is the first time that i've been able to have a conversation with the customer about hey you know what we told you it's going to be here in x and it's now it's going to be y remember i said y now it's going to be z you know they're like okay and they don't throw fit they don't stomp their feet and it's because everything they do now. Six months ago they yeah. did. Yeah, six months. Yeah, six they months did. ago they threw a fit yeah. about yeah. parts or whatever, yeah. and and now now it's like from, from just something being was supposed yeah. to be there. Part I hate was to supposed say to be it's next becoming day. part of normal life. Yeah, that we yeah. Don't everybody's like, just numb to it. It's, yeah. it's yeah. happening. But what we're seeing is our ag customers are more acceptable to that. Yeah. From the consumer side. Yeah. yeah. They'll yeah. just go to the first guy that's right. got it. They got, yeah. and it don't matter what color it is. It doesn't matter about anything. Yeah. I'm scared to death of planners. In Illinois, as you know, yep. exact emerge planner is king of the castle. Yep. And it, that's our most important piece of equipment, hands down. And we have a lot of planners sold and a lot of very expensive trade-ins on the books. Mm-hmm. And everybody's like, I gave you my combine and now you're going to have to give me a combine to run. Right. I'm absolutely not giving up my planner. Yep. Yeah, we're seeing the same thing too, man. It's the same thing. You know, we had, um, I was on, we tracked this report, you know, which, how many machines are on Tractor House and, and Machine Repeat and all that. And we tracked, this is the first time 
since 2014 that combines have been under 10,000, and that was they were right like right like not right like 20 machines below 10,000 last month. I checked it again just the other day. They were it was under 9,500. Yeah, so that's crazy. So it's getting to the point now where guys thinking about oh shit, well I know I'm gonna make some money. I need to have some some tax write off of some sort, you know. Because everyone, every farmer is the richest person on a piece of paper. You know what I mean? And, <laughs> you know, and, and you start looking at five-minute millionaire. You think about it. I mean, these guys get a tax bill for 150 grand. That's the cash coming out of their operating capital. You yep. know what I mean? And now all of a sudden, you should okay, 150 thousand dollars. I'll go buy, uh, you know, whatever, and I'll have a 80 thousand dollar down payment or whatever I need to make or, to make that work. My tax problems taking care of itself, right? I, and I used. 80 grand or 50 grand or whatever to come out of my cow. I'm kind of worried about what it looks like when these guys have, you know, a bunch of, make a bunch of money and what's that capital situation look like? That's what I'm, this is one of my biggest concerns going into the year, how that's going to affect the first quarter. Because uh, like you guys said, you know, you're going to have a year's supply of tractors, something like oh, yeah. that coming in at the end of the year. So you're going to have a great opportunity to sell that stuff. I think you're going to be, but What's on the flip look? side, some of that, like you going back to the guys what we're looking at now, that's going to be a critical issue. Is at the end of the year they come to us wanting to buy something. It's not going to be new. Right. It may be a, a second to fourth tier trade, and we're going to have to sell them, sell it to them physically, and six months or less, I'm going to trade it right exactly. back, yeah. just to keep their paperwork so they're not having to have these tax issues, yeah. and that's the only way we're going to be able to yeah. do it. Yeah, and I think that's uh, whether they even operate the machine or not. Right. It's just a market. It's like green. prepaying a co-op for your fertilizer exactly. and seed exactly. and all that kind yeah. of stuff. It's just yeah. going to be a yep. transactional deal on the tractor. The yeah. other, the other side, the coin on that side, Dave, is you're going to have a lot of guys that don't even identify themselves to you. They're going to go to an auction and say, "Well, you know, I might be able to buy it cheaper on auction, but, yeah, it's, it's it's, but it's going to be an inflated value on yeah. the auction." Right. And then six to eight months later, it's going to be coming back to the dealership. And inflated value, mm-hmm. or they're gonna want said inflated in value for it. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, and and I do see that. I mean, because with with us, North Carolina, Virginia, South Carolina, I feel like coming between now and the end of December, we're gonna have a overzealous auction season. Oh yeah, um, no I, doubt. I mean, just yeah. one one company I've talked to, they're gonna have six sales between now and December. Yeah. I mean, so I, I do think we're going to see some values that are going to get really hyperinflated, and that you know that affects us on the other side when we're trying to do these trades with the guys that aren't doing it. Yeah, yeah. Not I, I. What you're saying, I think, is, is right, and there's going to be a lot of uh, a lot of estate retirement sale type things that pop up yep. too, and again, those are even going to be even higher. Yeah. You know, like, I think I watched. A, I can't remember what it was the other day. Combine, I think maybe. And it sold for fifteen thousand dollars more than I had asking price for mine sitting on the lot. The yeah. the Sullivan things that he put up there yeah. just in the last what he said the last two months. Yes. The the random stuff random. what those that equipment sold for. What was that? I mean, what was that one that sold? Was it eighty three hundred? That sold no, for ninety six twenty. Ninety six twenty. With triples. Yeah. With triple? with ni- yeah. With triples for two hundred. Two hundred and something. Two seventy. Uh, two seventy. I think it's about fifty thousand yeah. over reported yeah. value. Yeah. Ninety six twenty. Not an R. Not an R. Not an R. R. I will say I saw it in person. That was a damn nice tractor though. But (laughs) But, but But. what does that what does that do to the market though for the guys that hadn't seen that tractor? 
Well, I think you can't even look at the market right now. Right. We're, in, we're in such a... Every deal's different. Yeah, it's all yeah. You can go every, around every the table and ask how many, how many years everyone's been in this industry, and don't matter if you've been in it two or 20 or 30, this market is is a market that no one's ever seen, yeah, even the forecasters. And yep. we will never probably see this again, and to tell you how long it's going to last, no one knows. No. There's a prediction, but <coughs> we're just going to have to all work together as as organizations to try to weather it before it happens and hopefully be out of non-inflated inventory when this thing does go yeah. south. So I've given that some thought, too, about kind of when – I don't think that demand is ever going to – we're not going to see demand slow down for a while. I think, right. I think we're going to – I mean, even after the factories get caught up and we're getting regular orders and everything's kind of back to some – like normal, you know. I still don't think we're going to see demand slip like we've seen it, you know, like, like 2014 or anything like that. To your point, when that when that does normalize back out, and you're trading the 96.20 for 280 thousand dollars or whatever you're doing, you can do that now and get away with it. You you will not be able to no. do that. I mean, it's just going to no. snap. It'll be yeah. It'll be it's overnight. Just, yeah. We're we're meetings years ago. I've been to several dealer group meetings and the automobile industry we're so much like them now and you know they told us 10 15 years ago we were going to get to that point and i told them they were crazy and now it's it's happening and we're going to follow suit in the same way they're operating as you know their demand really never ends right. and they're they get into a normalized inventory situation and all of a sudden it spikes and it comes down they tend to weather it better than we do, so we just got to figure it out that yeah. happy medium. Yeah. Pri- Price-wise, though, like, do you with all these inflated steel prices and mm-hmm. stuff? I mean, do you guys at all see it coming back, retracting some? No, you know, yeah, I don't think it's going to retract. So, I think I mean, it's it going to be a little bit, but it's, it's just going to increase yeah. the product. I, I had another manufacturer, <laughs> small short line we deal with, and talking with the owner uh, two weeks ago, and he physically said between now and February, our small stuff that we buy, gearboxes, drive lines, all the components, chains, are going. They've already been told are going up fourteen percent more on top of where they're at today between now and February. You know, and the, the funny thing that I've seen de- being in a pile of short lines is the differences in each manufacturers and how much some of them have absorbed and the differences in where they're built in the world and the amount of or lack of increase that some have seen. So some of the countries like over towards Asia, like 4% on some of the small tractors for their Germany and Austria and Europe equipment, not quite as much. The North American stuff made in U.S. and Canada has multiple price increases right. over the last year where some of the other ones have just done it on discounts. You know, they haven't yeah. even had to take a, a price increase. We'll just do it on the discount side of things. And, and that's been the biggest thing for me to see is where it's made in the world. Now, they're still having trouble making that piece of equipment or at least finding a container to put it on to right. get it here. So they're still having the same shortages, but they haven't had the steel and component price increases that we've seen in North America. And that's what's that's what's crazy to me is is, yeah. is seeing that. Well, it's like some of the <laughs> manufacturers you're talking about. Some of our short lines, uh, just this week, I've priced and they give me uh, 24 to 48, sometimes a little 72 hours on that quote, and that's it. Because once they 
get my order in the system, there's no telling how many more came in, and they're going to have to up their buying of that raw product to, to bring it in. So mm-hmm. we're quoting, it's it's quoting by the day. Yeah. Yep. That's, that's the other thing we've had to change up, too, is so used to making a quote and kind of let the quote... Like Flirt, 30 yeah, or 45 days, days, 30 days. Right. Yeah, let it linger for a while and then you know you still interested in this or not man i tell you what I don't know how many things I've quoted in, in 7 or 8 days like, like you're talking about you get oh by the way now mm-hmm. what you ordered is now 14% higher yep like, or or have the order <laughs> have the order have the new piece of equipment the order's yeah. been in the system for 6 months and they go back a, and yeah. say hey the, even though you've had it in there six months, yeah, we're going price increase that one. Now yeah. you've got some that have said, nope, you ordered it then at that price, and they're locking it in. And Man, that sure is nice. But yeah. I won't call it a manufacturer, but I just got two machines delivered that were on order for close to 12 months, and they hit me uh, at one point for 1500 and now a $3,000 extra steel surcharge. Yeah. So what do you do? Do you... You can't. Uh, you can tell them to take the load back, but there's somebody else waiting to take that yeah, order because we need that product on the uh, yard. Yeah, and you can't sell from an empty wagon. We know that. So makes it tough. It really does. Well, I guess as you guys take a look at at going through like 22, what are some of your thoughts about that? I mean, I look at 22 thinking that um, I don't see a lot changing as far as same same as 21. Same, same conversation right part, now. Yeah. I don't see much change in there. So what is I guess what do you what do you what are you doing? What are you gonna do to to make make that work? I mean, where where where's that fine line in the sand that you know, I'm gonna to go to auction day, I'm gonna buy ten tractors, I don't care how much they cost. Where does that where does that line stop and, and you know irrational decisions start to kind of yeah. fumble in? Well, it's it's a market-driven world right now we're in, and and we have to go back and caution our salesmen to to not overpromise and you know explain to them in the best terms you can that hey, this is an inflated market. Yeah. What you're selling your customer, if he comes back in 12 months, we may not can give him the typical uses that you know we may give on a on a machine that's fifteen thousand a year just right. across the board, you know, he may he may have to pay double. Yeah. So it's a to your point it's it's an extreme, extreme, extreme trying to figure out yeah. where to go. There's no glass ball because if there were that we wouldn't be sitting here talking. That's right. That's right. I think each deal can be separate. You know. Yeah. Yep. Each deal, each customer can be a different deal. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yep. line of communication is going to be really good. Yeah. This is the most <laughs> cautioned I've ever been in my life in this business. Not necessarily, we were cautioned, you know, when we saw the slide, you know, in the economy and those kind of things. But man, I'll tell you what, this is a this is a whole different kind of thing. Like you want to go out and you want to buy, go, yeah. go full to death, yeah. but you're like, man, I don't know when it's going to be. Yeah. Am I going to be? The, am I going to be the dumbass that gets caught with that fifty thousand dollar? We bought these. Whatever, yeah. you know? We bought these ten tractors yesterday, and we woke up today, and they are super wrong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think all that comes back from what we experienced in fourteen, fifteen. Oh, sure. Yeah. The kick party the, ended then, and yeah. the hungover started. Uh-huh. <laughs> and that was a long hangover. I mean, yeah. But I mean, still, it was a steady. You knew your orders came in when they were supposed to. It was a steady stream of stuff, <laughs> like what Eddie said with 
the bulk, and then all of a sudden you've got orders that have been backing up and backing up, and then they send them to you at once. So we had all these orders planned to sell, and we never did get them sold because they weren't sitting there. And then so it may be they show up, and then it it dies on us. So it's not even used equipment that we're hung with. It's a bunch of new equipment it's, that you get hung with for a while. It's the slug feed into the supply chain where in 14 it was – we ordered them combine and it came in an X number of months, like clock. And sometimes they showed up early. Earlier. It was great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We could predict that. Now yep. it's like we have no idea what's happening. But the but the good thing is, like you and I were talking the other day, it's not it it's a blessing that for which the used is doing what it is because of the you know, the BS in the new world. So but because of that, we're not going to have the, oh, my God, we'll have so many 21s and 22s, you know. It won't be like the 12s and 13s yeah. or right. of every color of yeah. every machine. Yeah. So yeah. that that is one benefit, too. We're not going to have a slug of, oh, my God, a 2012 S670. The inventory on the books is less. Right. That's the way less. The key differentiator there. Yep. That's, that's the one thing, too, is that, when things do change and the normalization comes back to where we're getting stuff on a regular basis like we're supposed to be, we, we won't have, we're going to have a pretty empty cover to fill back up. So that, that gradual kind of getting the trades back in and, and starting to see that inventory pile back up, what's happened here this last two years could be five years before we actually get caught, you know, caught back up to, to actual having some... Oh boy, we got an inventory problem. What are we gonna do? We'll probably forget how to handle those. We'll be like, oh, man, we used to do this. No, nah, it's, it's it's pretty ingrained. I, I think it'll be all right. We used to do this, but I don't remember how we did it. So, but yeah, so. Well, fellas, this is good. Glad to see you guys again, man. It's really well, thank a pleasure. Thank you for the invite. Yeah, man. Awesome. Yeah, thanks for doing it, man. Thank you. Enjoy it. Thoroughly enjoy it. Adam, tell them where they can find your podcast. Haggish Podcast on uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all that, websites, Twitter, Facebook, yep. Haggish Farmer. we got a pretty cool one coming up with an organic guy up in upstate New York, farms a couple thousand acres organically, and yep. kind of how he was able to scale that. Yeah. So uh, got that one coming up uh, pretty soon. I think that'll be a pretty good invite and another good uh, buddy of ours that went to college with my wife, Jay Hill, out of South West Texas, he would actually be from West Texas and big in the hay business, ships hay and silage all over the world. He's kind of a uh, cool deal, big on social media, influence on Instagram and stuff like that. So Jay's going to be coming up here in a week or two. Awesome. Good deal. Well, fellas, glad to see you guys. Hopefully do it again next year. Yes, and, sir. Uh, here, here. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Well, I'm Casey Seymour with Moving Iron Podcast. Check me out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So you're going to find the latest editions of Moving Iron Podcast. Go to movingironllc.com for all the latest news, whatever news, I guess, I put on my website. So go check that out. And uh, enjoy this economy because it's going to be uh, something that we're never going to see again, I don't think. You know? so it'll be an interesting time. So for Aaron, Brent, What's your name again? Matt? <laughs> Eddie? <laughs> <laughs> <Brian> and Adam. <laughs> this is Moving On Podcast. Out. You want to have a meaningful, competitive advantage to help sell more equipment. Whether you represent the sales, parts, or management department of an implement dealership, there's a surprising amount of complexity when it comes to tire, wheel, and track technology. 
Let Axon worry about that so you can get back to supporting your customers. Axon has leveraged years of experience to create a streamlined process that gives you a proven path to help today's grower and sell more equipment. The roots of their organization go back almost 100 years to the invention of the rubber tractor tire. Supporting agriculture is the number one driver of Axon from product development through sales and service. To find more or become an Axon dealer, head over to axontire.com. Moving in the 21st century. Hardworking people working hard for you and me. Moving higher time and time again. Through the years you'll find us here.